You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a special post-game edition. BYU absolutely obliterates Boise State 51-17 at Albertson Stadium. The curse of the blue turf is no more, folks. This is a podcast to celebrate the victory lap that BYU took in that win up there in Boise. What a performance for Zach Wilson and the rest of the BYU football program. They're 8-0. The good times roll on, folks. We're having a ton of fun. And what a season it has been to this point. And BYU, I think in many people's eyes, is now legitimized. And we'll talk more about that. So without further ado, let's break into it here. Special postgame edition begins right now. State doesn't know who to cover right now. They want that two-pointer, don't they? They certainly do. They able to convert. They get out with Algier. Wilson. Right at the goal line. Pau makes the catch. And they get it. Shifts and motions, empty backfield, heavy O-line. I mean, they are doing just about everything you can do offensively with a football team. BYU showing it all. Quick handoff around the edge. Algier to the corner and the score. Algier's second tonight. What's up, friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And what you just heard right there, all of the highlights of BYU scoring plays, courtesy of Fox Sports 1, Aaron Goldsmith and Petra Papadakis on the call in the game. And BYU folks, they're 8-0. And you know what? It is just so much fun to be covering this football program. This is one of those years that you will remember forever for BYU football. And I mean that. This, these are the years. 1996 comes to mind. 2004, not 2004, 1984. Why well, am I thinking 2004? 2004 was an awful year for BYU. 1984. Uh, even the 06, 07 runs for BYU. Some special, special seasons. Uh, and whatever age you're at as a BYU fan, you go back to the 1979 season. There are so many great years in BYU history that I just they, they stick out to you. 2020 is going to be one of those years, folks. The Cougars are now 8-0 on the heels of a 51-17 drubbing of Boise State up on the blue turf at Albertson Stadium. 
what a win this was for the BYU football program. I don't give one flying you-know-what about any garbage from Boise State, their media, their players, their coaches. I don't care. Anybody associated with that saying, well, we only played our backup quarterback. And Utah fans, Utah State fans, say what you will. But you know what? There happened to be a game last year that BYU won against Boise State with, wait for it, oh, a freshman quarterback who had not started games in his entire career. Nobody knew who Baylor Romney was going to be. And he goes out and beats a team that had aspirations of going to the New Year's Six. And, oh, by the way, we ruined those plans, speaking of BYU. So, yeah, you know what? BYU absolutely punked Boise State. And it feels good, honestly. I Boise State, for whatever reason, folks, is a program that still gets my goat. And I know I'm a media member now, but there is just something about the smugness from Boise State that just irks me to no end. The fans up there think they're all high and mighty. They think that they pretty much invented the G5 juggernaut. Just so much stuff about it. Brian Harson comes off as a smug you-know-what to me. So I don't mean to come off as overly fanatic on this podcast, but boy, howdy, was that fun to watch BYU just hand it to Boise. That was awesome. BYU puts up 573 total yards on offense, holding Boise State to just four, 310 Excuse me, in the win. Uh, marvelous, marvelous showing for the BYU football program. And yeah, I know Jack Sears was knocked out early in this game. Go right on ahead and say that. But Cade Fennigan, a return missionary quarterback who hadn't played a game in two years, Hmm. Yes, this is the whole storyline that happened a year ago with BYU. And guess what? One team has won two games in a row against Boise State. And one team is going to sit there and complain if and buts. If they were candy and nuts, you know, we all have a Merry Christmas. So, all right, enough bashing on Boise State. But that was fun, folks. Big time victory for the Cougars. In many people's eyes, this is going to legitimize BYU. I think the national media is absolutely signing on to this. Zach Wilson, folks, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Enjoy him while he's in Provo. He is leaving for the NFL after this year. It's it's over. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't believe me, Mark it down. November 7th, 2020. I know I've said it before now, but November 7th, 2020, Zach Wilson is going to be done playing college football whenever the season ends for BYU, whether it's a New Year's Six Bowl game, which I think is more than likely at this point. I'd actually plan on it. I'd be looking at different flights for different bowl games, folks. But here's the thing. Zach Wilson is going to be a pro football player this time next year. He'll be playing in some NFL city. I have my hopes that he goes and plays for the San Francisco 49ers because I'm a 49ers fan. I'd love to see him uh, take the place of Jimmy Garoppolo, but you never know what's going to happen. But Zach Wilson, he is done playing college football after this season for BYU. But the biggest thing is, why not go out and put together an undefeated season, put BYU in a New Year's Six Bowl game that they haven't been in in what? We haven't been in a New Year's game in 24 years. 1997 called... The Cotton Bowl, so 23 years, I guess. But just a big-time opportunity for BYU. And everything we're looking at right now, folks, is it's all signs point to the New Year's Six. Obviously, there's going to be conversations about BYU being in, in contention for the college football playoff. I don't think BYU is going to get invited. It'd be awesome if they were. I'd be love to cover it. I'd love to have a ton of fun going out and watching BYU play against the elite 
of college football in that scenario, but I just don't believe that's going to happen. I do believe, however, that Zach Wilson, he is on track to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. I still don't think he wins it, I'll be honest with you guys, but I do think Zach Wilson is on track to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. What he is doing is stuff we've only seen a few times in BYU football history. You think of the greats. Think of Jim McMahon. Think of Steve Young. Think of Ty Detmer. These are the quarterbacks that Zach Wilson is in the same breath with currently. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver after the uh, Boise, not the Boise State game, after the famous Idaho Potato Bowl a couple years back when Zach had his perfect 18 for 18 passing performance, said that Zach Wilson is going to be an all-timer at BYU. He is on track. He could be one of the all-time greats in a BYU uniform. He's right. There's no doubt about it. This is a marvelous one in, once in a blue moon type of performance for a season for a BYU quarterback. This is a program, speaking of BYU, since the dawn of the Lavelle Edwards era, era in 1972, who has seen marvelous quarterbacks play for this program. But there are three, maybe four, who have transcended all of it and are considered the GOATs of BYU football. And they're the guys I just mentioned. Jim McMahon. Steve Young, Ty Detmer, the other guys below that, Mark Wilson, Gifford Nielsen. You think of some of the great quarterbacks in BYU football history. Zach Wilson, folks, is right up there among them. Max Hall's in that conversation. John Beck's in the conversation. But I think what Zach Wilson is doing right now, the track he has BYU on, he is going to surpass both John Beck and Max Hall. Plain and simple. It's 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 inarguable. It's just that that's what it is, folks. Had another marvelous outing in tonight's game. Uh, speaking of Zach, just another one of his star performances. And some of the things is the best throws he makes sometimes in the in these games are the incompletions. He had a couple of incomplete th- incomplete passes, excuse me, that were just astounding. 359 yards passing, two touchdowns. I do think that BYU will challenge for that quote-unquote lateral to Neil Pau to be changed to being a forward pass, give him three touchdowns. I don't know that the NCAA will rule rule it that way. Wow, I am struggling. He also added a rushing touchdown. He leads the nation, I believe, with eight rushing touchdowns on the season now. We're seeing a seminal, once-in-a-lifetime performance by a quarterback, and it's playing out in front of our very eyes. Are your dreams as a BYU fan being fulfilled? If they're not, you've got some lofty, lofty dreams, folks. But that was a marvelous outing. Uh, Yeah, I get the Boise State lost uh, Jack Sears in this game. They didn't have George Halani. They didn't have Dimitri Washington, their star pass rusher. I don't care. BYU won the game, and they went up there and exercised a bunch of demons from some of the just excruciating, agonizing losses that they've suffered up there on the blue turf. It felt really, really good to watch that play out. And you know what? This is the type of game that you as a BYU fan, you sit back and you just you, you, you grab that uh, you grab that drink and you just sit back and you're like, this is great. Is this what it feels like to be awesome? Yeah, it does. And it's just, it's just marvelous, isn't it? It's just great. BYU's doing it, folks. They're going to run the table here. I don't know if they're going to add games. I would actually advise them against adding games unless it's a very particular set of circumstances for BYU but you win all the games put in front of you you go 10 and 0 everything i think right now is BYU is head 
bound into the New Year's Six Bowl game situation. They're going to stay in the top 10 nationally ranked. They may hover around that 9 or 10 mark when all is said and done, but you know what? If you're inside the top 10 and they leave you out of the New Year's Six, you can gripe all you want, but I don't believe for a second that they're going to leave BYU out if they are a top 10 ranked team. This BYU football program, I get that they're going to knock the schedule, the haters out there, This is a program who is absolutely just laying it on, folks. They're beating teams every week by 40 points. It is just incredible to see what is going on. And I I can't speak enough to the greatness of this BYU football program. I'm over all the haters saying, well, who have they played? I don't care. You just put up 246 yards rushing, 359 yards passing, 573 total yards on your one of your rivals' home fields where you had never won before. You handed them their second worst home loss since their first year in Division I football. Yeah, this team is different, folks. This team is special. This team is an all-time football team for BYU. And the best part is we're all alive and we're all watching it play out. It is a ton of fun and enjoy it. All right, I will step off my soapbox. We'll break into your guys' thoughts on the game here in just a moment. Many of you sent in your thoughts post-game when I asked for them on Twitter, etc. We'll get to those here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, if you haven't done so already, hit the follow or subscribe button for this podcast. We talk with you guys every day. This is a special post-game edition, but we do regular podcasts Monday through Friday, and we join you every day to keep you updated on the BYU Cougars. Additionally, please leave us a rating and review especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. We've got some BYU gear we're going to be giving away here in the next little bit. If you'd like to be entered to win that BYU gear, and by the way, it's the good stuff, it's Nike, we'll be giving that away, some of it, this coming week. Leave us a rating or review, a five-star rating, as well as a sentence or two, which I like about the show in the comments feed, especially on Apple Podcasts, and that will enter you to win. Love the support of the podcast. It's been marvelous to talk with you guys every day during the special season, and hey, We ain't stopping anytime soon. So make sure to follow along, subscribe, rate, and review the show. And once again, a big thank you for your support of us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, folks, it's your time to sound off on the podcast. What you guys made of BYU making mincemeat of the Boise State Broncos. I'm going to start off here with a great tweet that I think goes to exactly what I'm trying to describe about this BYU football program. And the best part is this isn't a BYU media member. This is a national writer that covers college football at the national level. It's Alex Kirshner from Moon Crew, formerly of SB Nation, also hosts the Split Zone Duo podcast. I would encourage you guys to download it and listen to that one for sure. He says, legit, I do not see what BYU is missing. Whine about their schedule if you want. They have an NFL quarterback, multiple NFL linemen, multiple NFL receivers, even an obvious NFL kicker. If you watch them play, you get it. That's exactly what it goes to. You watch BYU play. You watch the way they're kicking the crap out of their opponents. It goes exactly to what Alex is saying. This is why Kirk Herbstreet, the legend himself, the guy who does college game day and the game of the week on ABC, would pick BYU in his mind over Oregon for the college football playoff. The national media get it. The local honks around here quote unquote by the opposing fan bases we got utah fans and usu fans jumping in my mentions all the time barking at us and does it with my show with dj and pk saying well how good is byu really you know what the national media get it guys this is not a local hype machine 
BYU is kicking the crap out of their opposition. And the best part is they're doing it with a smile on their face and helping the guys get up play after play and saying, hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. That's what this BYU football program is all about, folks. They do it with class. They do it the right way. And you know what? Boise State fans can be salty that BYU quote-unquote ran up the score. You know what? Look at your smug coach and why he kicked an onside kick down whatever he was at. Was it 45-3 to at that point? Yeah, you know what? Kick the onside kick. Go right on ahead. But don't expect BYU to be like, please, sir, may I have another? No, I'm glad Kalani Satake put Zach Wilson back in there. I know Zach was probably chomping at the bit to be like, oh, that's how you're going to play it? All right, I'm going to go deep on you, and that's exactly what he did. I loved it. And Kalani, after the game, said, they kicked an onside kick. What else am I going to do? I'm not just going to roll over and die. That's the thing. BYU is not going to go out there and just let teams run all over them. They're going to run all over you. They'll do it with a smile on their face smile on your face. Once again, they'll pick you up, say, let's do that again and run you over the next play. That's the fun part of what's going on with BYU. So ton of fun, but let's break into your guys' thoughts here. First up, Daniel Haslam at Dan Haslam on Twitter says dominant performance, but a lot of bye weeks ahead have to try and get another game to stay relevant as everyone keeps winning. On its head, I think you're right, Dan. It'd be nice to see BYU add maybe another game or two, especially considering I think there's, what, six weeks officially left with BYU only having two games in that run, one of them against an FCS opponent and as well as the San Diego State game on December 12th. Like I said, I think BYU's got to be very careful here because if you lose a game, you're going to be out on your butt and you're not going to be winning that New Year's Six slot. That's simply not going to happen. So you got to be very careful how you go about this if you're BYU. So I get why you would want to do it, but there's also a thought that, you know what, you just just sit on it and say, we're going to make the New Year's Six and we're just going to be happy about it at 10-0. That's the biggest thing. You got to win the games put in front of you. I get what you're saying, but I'm not sure they're actually going to do it. Chris Murphy at C. Murphy Pro, a longtime listener and always happy to join in, says this BYU team is good and they know it. The confidence the program has been missing is there. You're not kidding, Chris. This team has swagger. They just go out there and they pummel their opponents, and it is a ton of fun to watch. A couple other ones. Uh, Nelson Lloyd, 8-0, Zaximum Power. That's a great name, by the way, Nelson. I probably would have been nervous if you told me before the game that Boise would score back-to-back deep TDs in the fourth quarter, but I'm really okay with this. I think we're all okay with that, Nelson, because it's been pretty fun to watch BYU just go out there and pummel opponents, especially a team like Boise State. BYU has taken a lot of beatings at the hands of the Broncos, and Chase Glorfield, one of the 24-7 sports writers, said that, I hope that BYU writes checks that they can't cash later on when they're running up the score like this. Are you kidding me? Look back to 2003. Driving snow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Boise pours it on 50-12, to 12, lays it on them. Uh, it was a 2014. They put up another 50 spot. I'm over Boise State and their sanctimonious BS. They act like they are the most humble fan base in the world when quite possibly they're the most annoying in the world. Anyways, moving on. I will stop there. A couple other thoughts from you guys here. Uh, other ones coming out. Let's get to a Roger the Shrubber, uh, AppMan26. So impressed with the way the offense came out of halftime and really attacks BSU's D. Great adjustments. Love the aggressive mindset. You're not kidding. It was really fun to see those guys go after it, and they just absolutely laid it on, B- on Boise State. 35 points after halftime. It was an absolute curb stomping 
for BYU in that second half. It was about as dominant a showing I felt like, and you can include the two touchdowns if you want to. BYU's second string defense was in there, and they attacked Jared Capisi, which is an absolute mismatch when Khalil Shakir, who I believe is going to be an NFL wide receiver, is going up against Capisi. That's a touchdown every time. So good on Boise State for finding that mismatch finally, but it was just a massive, massive win for BYU. A couple other ones coming in here. Uh, Jab at Anth Brain. BYU independent in the season has paid off tremendously in this geographic region. While others are sitting around, BYU is the talk of the nation out west. That's my take. You're not kidding. Uh, Utah, obviously, their first game has been canceled. I think the next week's game against UCLA, very much in peril for Utah. The Pac-12 taking it on the nose in week one, having two of their games canceled right out of the gate. It's not a good showing. Uh, a couple other ones here. Uh, Seth Baird, our good friend from All Guard Pest Control. Two-game win streak is huge. BYU trending in a good direction. You're not kidding, Seth. It's a ton of fun to see this team doing what they're doing. They're just going out there and having the time of their lives. You can tell this team is just having fun when they're playing the game. Uh, a couple other ones here coming out. Got some haters also hopping in the in the thing here. It's just kind of funny to watch what people have to say. They're just not happy about certain things. But you know what? People can just be unhappy about it. But whatever. I just laugh about it and just, just move on with my day. Uh, a couple other ones here. We've got uh, also Casey Finlinson of FinDaddy81. Statement made. Dominance on both sides of the ball. This team is so much fun to watch. For me, not since 1996 have I enjoyed and had more fun watching a complete team play at BYU. 2020 has been rough, and I'm so glad BYU football has been such a bright spot. You're not kidding, Casey. This is, I think, a light in the darkness that's been 2020 for many of us out there, and it's been a ton of fun. Tyler Bergen at Yahoo Bugster, another longtime supporter and listener of the podcast. BYU fans are getting spoiled. Too many complaints about players leaving leaving players in too long. The onside kick, clock management. Everyone knows we run in, one in Boston after one in Boise after dropping 50 on the Smurf turf, right? You give me the score to start off the night, I would have taken it 10 times out of 10. I think everybody would be right there with you, Tyler. You were given this opportunity to say, you know what? I want BYU to be spotted 50 points. You take it every single time. So a ton of fun to have that. And it's just, we see a lot going on with BYU and it's just a ton of fun to watch this. Jake Summers saying, I love the win at Summers 1280, by the way. Love the win and hate the loss of Katoa. Lopini Katoa did not look good, not putting weight on that uh, foot slash leg area when he was helped off the field after that injury. Kalani said that it's not a season-ending injury in post-game comments, so we'll see what happens there. We'll see how long he's ultimately out for, but I think the thing is BYU still relatively healthy. A couple other thoughts here for you guys. Uh, Jason S. at Spidey Stowe says the Wilson-Heisman campaign is legit now. He's got a shot. And obviously the hashtag Wilson-Heisman with the ones in there for the eye. Hey, I'm on board with pumping up Zach for the Heisman. I do think he has got an opportunity, a real chance here to be a finalist. I just still don't think he's going to win it. I will happily eat crow if all of a sudden Zach Wilson joins Ty Detmer 30 years after the fact as BYU's second all-time Heisman Trophy winner. 
I just think that a finalist would be an absolutely marvelous accomplishment, even if he doesn't win it. So we'll see what happens there. But he does have a shot. I agree, Jason. There will be a lot of people talking about that. A couple other ones here wrapping this up. Rob and Natron17. I keep asking myself, are the teams BYU plays really bad or is BYU really this good? When you continually beat teams by 40 points every week, I'm convinced that BYU is this good. I'm with you, Rob. The way BYU is beating the crap out of these teams, that shows you the mark of a good team. I've said it once, but I'll say it again. This is a good football team. Speaking of BYU. A couple other ones. Zach Wilson Heisman Committee Chair, which is J. Ross Sean. Uh, he says, with the exception of those two fluke touchdowns, the defense was great tonight. Everything was covered downfield and all three of those quarterbacks were flushed out of the pocket and running for their lives. The offense was stellar, but the defense did great work. You're not kidding. The defense had a great outing. Boise does not get shut down the way they got shut down at home. They've lost, I think, now 10 times over the past two decades at home. And this, like I said, is the second worst loss since 1996 for Boise State at home. Pretty impressive. Uh, Casey Finlinson weighed back in one more time, said, go Cougs. Yeah, Casey, we're all on board with that. And then two other things here. Uh, Andrew Streeter and Carson Allen, you guys asked a similar thing or made a similar plea with different ways. So Andrew Streeter at Andrew Streeter underscore said, please clap back at the countless folk trying to discount this win because of what BSU was missing. And then Carson Allen at CCRRSON Carson with extra S's and N's in there. It looks like Carson. He said BYU had a bunch of important players missing. So the narrative of BYU of BSU speaking of Boise state missing quarterback and running back is misleading. You guys are absolutely not wrong there. I will not accept Boise State saying, well, we didn't have George Halani and Hank Bachmeyer. Do those guys play defense? No, they don't? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so tell your defense, you know what? Don't give up 50 points. There's a thought. Any Boise State fan that listens to this and wants to come at me, hit me in my DMs. At Jacob C. Hatch, the DMs are open. Happy to hear you out, but I don't think you're going to do it. That BYU offense was near unstoppable. It was incredible to watch BYU do what they did and man was it a lot of fun all right so thanks for you guys' thoughts post game a couple other notes for you guys real quick before we go on the special post game edition here in just a moment before we do that though now is as good of a time as any to get on board with us here on the locked on cougars podcast our listener numbers have just absolutely flown through the roof and we'd love to have you guys advertising with us here on the podcast we've got very competitive rates we will get your product your company your service whatever it is your company will be in front of thousands of BYU fans every single day. Our download numbers have never been stronger. Our reach has never been stronger. We want you guys on board with us. Reach out now. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. We want for you guys to be part of the fun going on here. We've had great success with both national companies and local companies. We can scale to fit whatever you are looking for, and we'd love to work with you guys. We can help you find podcast advertising success. It's a very weird world out there in the podcast sphere, but the Locked On Podcast Network has found the solution, and we can fit it for you guys. If you'd like to be on board with us and celebrate this great season with BYU, contact us now, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com want you guys on board with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast and help you guys build your brand right alongside with us here on LOC. On the way out the door, I broke some news after the game last night. It was something I had been tipped off to earlier on in the day, and I got confirmation of it just before kickoff, but didn't necessarily think it was 
prudent at that point to put it out there, but BYU did not have their full complement of coaches on the field in last night's game. Uh, I'm not going to go out and name the names and how many coaches were out, but I can tell you this much. Multiple BYU assistant coaches were not in Boise at the game. Most of them were not there due to COVID-19 concerns, whether they tested positive or they were out due to contact tracing. I don't know all of the particulars with regard to that, but BYU did not have their full complement of coaching and staff members in Boise, Idaho at the game. And I, obviously, you know what? It may have resulted in some of the situations BYU found themselves in in that second quarter. The the issue with the end of the half where they ran out of time and had to go to halftime rather than kicking a field goal. Kalani talked about after the game, said he was upset about that. He wants to work on it, something that he feels like this team can improve on. He is never satisfied, speaking of Coach Satake, and I can't blame him one bit, but obviously now with a bye week coming up this coming week, as well as an FCS game after that, BYU can afford to let these coaches really get back into the groove of things. Figure out whatever you need to do uh, with your contact tracing, whatever you need to do with isolation, no matter what it is, they've got the time now to get through it. The nice part is BYU has done an incredible job since the Army game was postponed. And let's be honest, the Army game has been canceled. It's not being made up this year, I don't think. But BYU's done a good job containing COVID-19. You're never going to keep it completely out of your program. I think every program in the country is realizing how insidious this virus is. And you just have to deal with it, plain and simple. Utah's realizing this right now. They, according to what they said, were below the 53-player threshold that the Pac-12 was set forth. That means, what, 30-plus players are either out due to positive tests and or contact tracing for Utah right now. So, yeah, it was not good to have BYU not have their entire complement of coaches, but you obviously aren't going to go and risk the rest of the team getting a reinfection or a re-outbreak, re another outbreak of COVID-19 in the program. You isolate the coaches, the players who have been affected. There have been other players, I can report this as well, who have had COVID-19 at different points during the season for BYU. But the program, speaking of the Cougars, have figured out how to make sure guys get isolated immediately and avoid a spread of that virus back through the locker room. BYU's learned their lesson, folks, and you have to tip their cap to them, and it's nice to see them handling things the right way. They're not letting anything that they can control derail them this season, and it is a marvelous, marvelous thing to see. So coming up on Monday, we'll do a film review. I'm going to rewatch this game. I'm going to watch it for fun because it's just fun to watch Boise State get punked. But additionally, I'll do some research and look into how I thought things went in the game, give you guys some of my thoughts after rewatching all of the plays, etc. And throughout the week, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to reach out to some national media folk, have them on, maybe some BYU legends, some alumni, talk about what's happening with BYU. This is a special, special football team, and I hope you guys will be along for the ride with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. It is a ton of fun to talk with you guys every day. So I'm going to sign off now. Hope you all are doing well. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Saturday or Sunday whenever you hear this. And, of course, we'll be back on Monday with another edition right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Cougars podcast.